0: In this episode of the Church Security Roll Call, we're going to be discussing situational awareness. Stay tuned. Hi, this is Chris with Sheepdog Church Security, and this is your Church Security Roll Call. Today we're going to be discussing the article, All Eyes and Ears. If you'd like to read that article, go to our website, sheepdogchurchsecurity.net, and look under the News tab. So let's begin in the Bible as we always do. This verse is Romans 16, verse 17, and it reads like this. Now I beseech you, brethren, mark them which cause divisions and offenses. So even in the first century church, there were people inside the church or even outside coming into the church where their intent was to cause division, to cause problems. And of course, when we look at this, we not only consider you know, the sly little games that people play behind closed doors, but we're looking at people that would actually come in and cause a disruption. We're talking about people that actually come in and maybe even do violence. And so that's what we need to be prepared for. And one of our greatest tools for that is situational awareness. Now, before I want to get in that, I kind of have a... For lack of a better term, a retraction to be made, or no, maybe adding. So a couple weeks ago, um, we discussed um, medical emergencies, and uh, a good friend of mine, after listening to the program, it's Terry Beringer. He actually writes a lot. You know, if you get our newsletters, you see his articles in there, and a lot of his focus and training is on medical. And so he sent me a note, and I'm just going to read it verbatim for you guys. It says, hi, Chris. uh, Just a quick note to check in and see if I can help out in any way. That's the way he is. He's very helpful. Good guy. Um, I noticed that in the last podcast, there were a couple things that may need to be tweaked a little. He's very diplomatic. Uh, You mentioned that a cardiac arrest survival rate was hovering somewhere in the 10% area. You mentioned 8%, if I recall. He's right, that's exactly what I said. Um, That is indeed true, but that is for those that suffer from sudden cardiac arrest and no one does anything, meaning they just watch the person. That rate is 10%. So basically when I was talking about that 8% that they were probably, there's only an 8% survival rate. Um, When I heard that percentage in the past, it's always like, the reason they say it is like, you're not going to hurt the guy. He's only got an 8% survival rate. Well, he's saying it's a 10% survival rate, so still that's close, close. But he goes on to say this, and this is important. The rate climbs to 30% if CPR is initiated, and it cranks up to 50% with CPR and an AED. And so basically, what he's saying here, they drop, there has sudden cardiac arrest and nobody does anything, 10% chance of survival. If you do CPR, it jumps to 30%. That's three times better. And then if you have an AED, it jumps to 50%. So really this is very encouraging, right? Because it tells us that if we get this kind of training and we apply it, we're really going to help people. You said I included a slide from my CPR class of which I teach below. It has all those, I don't need to show you that. It's just a 10%, 30%, 50%. Anyway, um, and the funny thing is that there has been a newer study from Denmark that actually puts the last two numbers a hair higher, so greater than 30% if you do CPR, greater than 50% um, if you do um, CPR with an AED. And then he goes on and says, "Happy to consult uh, pre-hospital emergency topics that you're dealing with as a firefighter, EMT, paramedic, RN, CRRN, and instructor of stop the bleed CPR." Anyway, he's got a he's got a very long resume when it comes to medical stuff. If you guys are interested ever in talking with him, if you get our newsletter, his contact information's on there, and he, he he's very helpful. He's willing to help people. All right, so. That's the retraction or the tweaking. I'll use his language, tweaking from the two podcasts ago. So let's get back into the regularly scheduled program on situational awareness. We have, it's situational awareness that's going to help us. It's our key tool. As we're patrolling the church, the grounds, we're paying attention to what's going on around us. So we can, you know, the sooner you detect something going wrong, the sooner you can respond and mitigate or lessen the severity of what that threat or that risk is. So there's a bunch of news stories here. Uh, New Miami, uh, Ohio, February 18th, 2021. Church staff arrived to work on Thursday morning, found a black bag lying in the front of the door. Concerned that might be a bomb, they called police. The bomb squad came, checked the bag, Hearing a purring sound, they unzipped the bag. Inside was another bag with a mother cat and six newborn kittens. The owner left a note saying that they were unable to care for the mama kitten and the kids. What I like about this story is, yeah, it turned out to be nothing but cats. But what I like about this story is they actually did the right thing. You know, a lot of times, you know, A lot of times we don't do the right thing. We just, we do really silly things. But here's some people that did the right thing. And if it would have been something worse or meant for harm, they would have been protected from that. They would have taken the correct steps. And that's something that we need to know. It's okay to call the police if you think that there's a danger to, you know, to life, limb, and property, right? I mean, we can call police for those reasons. And in this case, made a hundred percent uh it was a good decision. All right, Burr Ridge, Illinois, no um Illinois, I'm sorry, Illinois. Um November 17, 2017, uh parents bringing their children to the church preschool saw a man waiting there to be um who asked them questions about the school and the church. At least one of the parents called nine one one reporting the suspicious person. Re, uh, responding police um, told that man who was seeking help um, that he had to wait um, for the church to open. So once again, a suspicious guy hanging out next to a childcare and church, and they did the right thing. They called. What is he up to? What's his plan? What you know? What's going on here? It doesn't say how he was dressed. You know, maybe he was obviously homeless, um, but still. Calling police, let them do their job. Check out these kind of suspicious situations. Um, Another one, I'm not going to read this entirely. Basically, it was a thing online where somebody said there was a car sitting out in front of their house. And um, all the different kinds of advice this person got was just ridiculous. But at least a couple people said, listen, call the police. Let the police check them out. Um, You know, that kind of thing. Once again, you can see I'm kind of read uh, how shall i say i'm beating a dead horse almost here but we need to be calling police when we think there's danger to life or property all right i'm going to skip the other stories they're all kind of in that same vein of situational awareness and then what response is so before i continue i want to draw your attention to the show notes go into the notes below in the description below and you'll see a link for our weekly show notes. And it's a way for you to just kind of print off a summary of what we're talking about today. And uh, so if you wanna talk with your team about it or other people about it, you gotta have like this little cheat sheet. All right, so Art of Situational Awareness. Probably there's there's a few concepts that you have to be aware of when it comes to situational awareness, and they don't necessarily increase your ability, your situational awareness, actually training and practice does, but we want to get these concepts kind of laid solid. The first thing is spherical awareness. So there's a lot of words to say this. Some have said 360 degrees, Um, In our training, we have 360 degrees and then another 180 degrees looking above us. And then that can also include looking below you, so it's even more than that. I kind of like this um, spherical awareness idea because it's basically being aware of everything around you. And that means visually scanning, actively scanning the area up, down, and around Keeping your head on the swivel is what one of my company commanders used to say all the time. Being aware, paying attention, and it's more than just vision. It's smelling. It's, you know, do you smell smoke? Do you smell gas? Do you, you know, what do you smell that might be a hint that something bad could be going on? Temperature changes. This is your tactile stuff. You know, if you're in a warm building also and all of a sudden you feel a cool breeze coming out of the, you know, out of the back hallway or something like that. Was a door open? Is somebody coming in? You know, that kind of stuff, you know, that kind of the temperature differences that you might feel. Um, So smell, sight, hearing, you know, what do you hear? Are you listening closely? You know, is there a little argument that's starting to, you know, kind of spark up a little bit? And are you tuning into that? Or do they have to be screaming before you hear them? You know, I mean, we want to be paying attention to all our senses. And one of the ways that we can do this, and I'm kind of jumping ahead just a teeny bit, is just how important it is to practice situational awareness. So I'm kind of getting into the training a little bit. The only way is to practice. Practice, practice, practice. And one of the ways that you can do that is maybe setting an alarm on your phone or setting it on your watch or if you wear a watch. That goes off every once in a while while you're at the church as a reminder to you to pay attention to what's going on. Because a lot of times we get carried away in whatever we're doing and stuff and we can forget to stop for a second and just intentionally focus and look around listened, smell, all that kind of stuff. And that's one of the tricks I used when I first became a, a, a law enforcement officer, a police officer, and that was, is I had an alarm on my watch that reminded me on a regular basis to just pause a minute and pay attention. And the more you do that, especially if you're doing that only when you're at church, now it's good to do it other places too, um, but if you're at least doing it at churches, what will happen is the church will become a trigger. And so you go into the church or you're driving up to the church and now you've trained your brain that you act a certain way. And so you start automatically scanning and listening and stuff. But it takes time to create that. You know, out in the, the real world, if you will, one of my things is gas stations and convenience stores. You pull up to a gas station and convenience store. One of the first things I do is I scan the area and I look inside through the windows. And if I could see through the windows, because I know some gas stations have all kinds of garbage on their windows cover up, but I want to see the the person working the counter. I want to see the employee. If they're up with their hands up in the corner, uh, we know it's, it's, it's not safe, right? And we move on or we act on our plan or whatever it is. But you get my point here. So for me, gas stations are a trigger. The church is a trigger because I've trained myself for those things to be a trigger. So and that's what you need to do is set, maybe it's that alarm or maybe you challenge each other. That's another way you can train. Um, you know, play spot the gun, Right. Look at people, intentionally look at people and see who might be carrying and where they're carrying it. And the more you do that, the more it becomes natural out and about. My family, we do spot, where's the closest exit? We play that game quite a bit. And because we're always playing that game, guess what we're always doing? We're always scanning for the exits. And so there's a lot of ways, but it comes down to being intentional about it and having a plan. Okay. Moving on, Uh, color code of awareness, a lot of you have heard about Cooper's color code of awareness, it's been adjusted a lot over the years. Um, The original had um, four colors, the first one was white, this is your unaware state, this is what you are probably when you're sitting in your, your favorite chair at home, watching TV or hanging out with the family. You're just at this white awareness. And there's nothing wrong with being at white awareness level when, uh, because you need to unplug. You can't always be at a yellow or an orange or even a red. That's hyper vigilance and that's gonna wear you out and cause real problems for you in relationships, everything else. They talk a lot about that with law enforcement. They spend 40 hours a week at hyper awareness level and they don't know how to turn that off when they get home and or when they're out and about. So they're always at that hyper awareness and it's just bad, lots of stress hormones pumping through your body. So you need that white time. You need vacation. You need that downtime. Then up from that, you're yellow. Yellow is relaxed awareness. This is how you should be when you're out and about in public. This is how you should be definitely when you're at the church. Yes, you're relaxed, you're not paranoid, you're not freaking out, but you're paying attention to what's going on. You know, you have your watch going off every 10 minutes to remind you to, hey, kind of look around a little bit and check things out and be aware of what's happening around you. Um, So that's yellow and that's, that's a good place to be. Now, orange is when there's been a specific threat or some indication that there might be a threat. So maybe a good example is maybe you smell smoke. Well, that could be a grill. That could be that could be a small wood fire outside. That could be all kinds of things. But what it, or it could be the church is now on fire. Um, but the idea is now like, hey, I smell smoke. I need to go investigate this. Now you're not cranked up. You're not grabbing a fire extinguisher and pulling the alarm and all that stuff. You're just like, okay, I sense something. I detect something. I need to figure it out. Maybe it's an argument. And so you go out in the lobby and you see uh, a couple that are you know kind of in a little bit of an argument. Okay, this doesn't mean you're going to run over there and intervene and all that kind of stuff or call the police. No, you're probably just going to sit back, giving them their privacy to some extent, but keeping an eye on it and if see if it's going to ramp up or not. So in this orange level, you're investigating um you're investigating a possible threat. And then also during that time, you're also kind of formulating your plan. So in the case of the fire, you're kind of maybe as you're going to check out the smoke, you're thinking, okay, um, what fire extinguishers am I passing <laughs> along my way where I can get fire at a fire extinguisher if I need it? Or, you know, where's the uh, fire alarm pole if I need to do that? You know, I'm going to have to get on the radio and say, hey, you know, we have a code red, you know, wherever, um, you know, So you're kind of thinking through, what am I going to do if this is, in fact, something that needs um, a, a response from the team and or emergency first responders? Um, so you're doing that. Same thing with the couple that's arguing. At that point, you're thinking, okay, maybe if this is nothing, it's nothing. But if it ramps up or he or she suddenly punches their spouse or something like that, What's my plan gonna be? What am I gonna say on the radio? Who's who do I have working with me? You know, or am I already calling them? And you know, what's my plan anyway? So you kind of mental rehearsal. And then the red level, red. That's yep, the kitchen's on fire. Yep, this is, this is domestic violence occurring right now. Now it's time for action, and you're doing whatever you were planning to do at that orange level. If it's a violent intruder and you've been kind of watching this suspicious person and suddenly they reach in their you know into their bag and they're pulling out a weapon you've already decided at orange what you need to do and so red is you're doing it. Um, the other thing that I want to bring up another concept is the OODA loop. Now you've probably heard this in the past basically what it is is it's just the natural you don't have to plan to be in an UDA loop. It automatically occurs. This is your your brain, your psychological processing of when you see something. So UDA stands for um, observe, orient, orientate. I'm sorry, orient, um, decide, and then act. And so basically, how that works is you observe something. So now, you know, you go from that one split second of Oh, look at that. He just hit her. Now you're orientating yourself to that. Then you're deciding what you're going to do and then you act. And so it's a constant cycle that's always updating and always processing. Even now you're sitting, you know, or somewhere and you're listening to the podcast or you're watching this video. In some ways, you're kind of somewhere in an OODA loop. You're orientating yourself to what I'm saying maybe or something that's going on around you. Maybe you're a little uncomfortable in the chair you're sitting in. Um, Maybe you're driving and you're responding to somebody that's merging over into your lane or the traffic's slowing down. You're observing these kind of things. You're orientating your mind to it or your body to it and then you're deciding what you're going to do. Maybe it's pump on the brakes a little bit, maybe it's honk the horn, uh, You know what? It, maybe it's shift in your chair. You decide and you act, right? You're deciding what you need to do and then you're acting and this is constantly going on. Now, one of the reasons we talk about it a lot is because we talk about interrupting a bad guy's OODA loop. And so the more stimuli you're sending their way the more they're having to reorient, you know, observe, reorient, make a decision what to do in acting. And so there's ways of, of in a sense, you flood the input in order to break their OODA loop. Or you're preventing the action, so now they have to react, you know, they're at, let's say they're at that acting part, and you stop that action, now they have to re-observe, orient, so you're breaking their OODA loop in order to maintain. Um, you know, some sort of advantage over them. Um, so that's the basics of situational awareness. But the take-home I hope that you really get is this, is, you know, set up a 10-minute 10, 10 timer on your phone, on uh, whatever, that's going off the whole time that you're at church. Now, if you're in the sanctuary, switch it to vibrate. But other than that, you know, have that on where you're constantly ha- reminding yourself to pause for a minute. And I guarantee you, you're su- you'll have the same success I had. When I got into that squad car, I was so programmed. And you know maybe it took me, I don't know how long it took me. I'm a really bad judge of time anyway. But when I first started, I was always reminding myself to be alert. After a while, just putting my butt in that squad car turned on that mechanism in my brain. And that's where you want to get, where you're on, if you will, you're at condition yellow when you need to be at condition yellow. And that's usually out and about, definitely at church and all that good stuff. So other than that, you know, hey, we're, I told you last week, I think it was last week, I told you um, what we're gonna be doing moving forward is our online training events are gonna change from being every other week, skipping holidays of course, to every week. And so the idea here is if you're a student with us, you're gonna get more opportunities to complete all the training with us if that's the way you wanna train with us. And so, um, once again, just trying to give you guys everything you need to be successful and get this training done. Um, Finally, if you like this video, like, Comment, share, let's get that information out there. I just love that some of you guys regularly now, I'm starting to recognize names of people that are commenting or at least giving me a thumbs up, that kind of stuff. Thank you so much for doing that. It lets the computers know um, that it's worthy to be shared and it gets out there. In other churches, other people, you know, you're listening to this program and you've probably been in church safety ministries for a while. And so for you, it's just kind of a no-brainer, but maybe you remember a time before that that it wasn't even on your radar. And so by spreading this video, we can find those people. It's not even on their radar for them to start thinking about it before there's a tragedy um, at their church. So other than that, thank you so much for being here this week, and hey, let's be careful out there.